Come on, baby girl. You can do it. Let's pray. Lord, thank you for it's all, it's all. Lord, thank you for this day and everything that you give us, Lord, and thank you for the people that are here today, Lord, and if anybody is lost, Lord, we hope that some that they will come to find you someday, Lord, and we just thank you for everything that you do for us, Lord, and what you bless us with, Lord, and I want to thank you for my family and this church, Lord, and I want to say that I hope my dad does good preaching today, Lord, and I just want to thank you for everything that you do, and most importantly, we want to Thank you for sending your son to die on the cross for our sins, Lord, and I hope that everybody has a good rest of the day, Lord. In Jesus' precious name, amen. Amen. I'm going to go downstairs. Good morning. If you have your Bible, Matthew chapter 5 is where I will start, and then I will go to Romans chapter 1. My youngest knows me all too well. <laughs> I don't know if you heard it in her prayer. Pray for my daddy. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Oh, Matthew chapter 5, verse 16. Matthew five sixteen. Today I'm going to be talking about limiting God. And uh, so many times in my life, I know I have done that. I've, I've fallen short. Um, and, I, and I've limited God because of my lack of faith, and all I need is a mustard seed. Um, but today, that's what we'll be talking about is, is limiting God. Uh, Matthew chapter 5, starting in verse 16, says, Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. And right here in this verse, the believer does not have to have inherent light. Rather, we have reflective light. As we behold the glory of the Lord, we reflect it. Therefore, we need to make sure that nothing comes between us and the Lord's light. Now, as you all know, that is super hard to do sometimes. Because the way life comes at us, the way the devil loves to attack us, because let's be honest, I mean, the word tells us that he's here to kill, steal, and destroy us. He wants us not to take a stand. He wants us to feel worthless. He wants us to feel like we don't count. And I praise the Lord that I've got a Heavenly Father who's told me otherwise. Because I need that reassurance. I don't know about you, but if you truly know me, you know I'm not the most confident person in the world. Um, gosh, Coach, I, six or seven years ago, I, your memory's better than mine. Um, but Kim Moore and I got a phone call from Lake City Middle School wanting to know if we were interested in coaching basketball. And when they asked, I said, oh, I said, I don't know. And I said, I love the game, but uh, I said, I really don't want to do a head coach thing. That's just not me. Not. I said, but I'll be happy to help you. I said, I'll let you have all the pressure, and I'll be there to support you. And when we started that journey together, one thing that we come to agreement on very early in our coaching was 
we wanted it to be about life lessons. We didn't want it just to be about basketball because let's be honest, even if they was to make it to the NBA, the day's coming. They're not going to be able to play anymore. Father time will finally catch up with us and it's going to slow us down. Now we can go out in our backyard and we can shoot and we can do those type of things and I still try to play with the youth group here and it takes me about two or three days to walk again but I, but I, I still try to do it. And with all that being said, that was one of the things that we decided early that we were going to attempt to do. And to God be the glory, nothing for me and Coach Kim back there or Mr. Harrison. But praise the Lord, every year that we've been blessed to be down there, the Lord has blessed us with salvations. And we've probably not always called the right place. We've probably not always had the right young man in the game at that moment in time. We've not always had the greatest records. But praise the Lord, in the end, we can say it as well with our soul. Even though the people that have probably come through, and you, you know how it is as you coach, you're going to upset somebody along the way because, you know, you, so-and-so wasn't in at this time or whatever. But we can stand and say that it is well with our soul because there's students being saved. And that's not always as easy to do, especially for me when you know somebody's not happy. Because I like for everybody to try to be happy. You know, I'm that, I'm that peace guy. You know, let's all just get along. That's me. So I praise the Lord that, Coach, thank you while you were there for letting your light shine, brother. Because it helped me. Stand before the kids as well. In Romans 1.16, it says, For I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God to salvation for everyone who believes, for the Jew first and also the Greek. Now right here, the New Testament speaks of salvation in the past tense in Ephesians 2.8, the present tense in 2 Corinthians 2.15, and the future tense 13.11. In the past, the believer has been saved from the penalty of sin. In the present, the believer is being saved from the power of sin. And in the future, the believer will be saved from the very presence of sin. And right here is where I would love to ask you the question. How can we glorify our Father in heaven if we put limitations on God? How can we glorify our Father in heaven if we put limitations on God? Because according to his word in Philippians 4.13, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And I'm just as guilty, if not the most guilty person in the room. But man, when it gets tough, well, two or three weeks ago, Jalen, we were at practice and she come to me and she said, Daddy, I can't see. And I said, what? Because kids are always messing. I was like, yeah, Jay, it's not funny. Don't mess with me. She's like, no, Dad, I can't see out of my left eye. I was like, I was like, close both your eyes. And I had her keep her right eye closed, and she opened it. And I was probably about here, and I was like, how many fingers am I holding up? She's like, Dad, I'm not, I can't see. I was like, okay. So close your eyes again. You know, thinking that's going to fix it. I don't know. <laughs> so she did, and I said, keep that one eye covered. And I put my hand like right here, and I said, all right, what am I holding up now? She's like, are you not listening to me? I cannot see. And I was like, Okay. And Emily was there because the girls' practice was ending and the boys were about to start. And I said, 
Just take her on home. Jay, keep your eyes closed, but don't go to sleep. Keep talking to Mama. And she's like, what? I said, well, I don't know what else to tell you, but just keep your communication wide open. If it gets worse, we need to do something. All right, Dad. So she goes home, and she's sitting on the couch, and I'm at the school coaching the boys' basketball team. And uh, I had a dad walk in probably with about 20 minutes left of practice. And then my phone starts ringing. I'm like, hold on, I'm going to check, just make sure it's at my wife. And I run over there, and she's like, hey, Jalen just said her lip was went numb, and she, can't, she don't have any feeling in her left hand. I said, okay. I looked at him. I said, hey, Dad, it's all yours. You got it. You cannot walk out of this gym while these kids are here. I'm out of here. Where are you going? I said, I got to go. My kid's in trouble. We got to go. So we took off to Children's, having no idea what was going on. But the first thing in my mind, instead of slowing down, Long enough and just saying, hey, God, it's me again. I need help. Man, I did everything wrong backwards. I took off, jumped in the Jeep, went as fast as that poor little Jeep could go, and got home and jerked her up. I was like, all right, we're going to the hospital. And then once I finally picked her up, I was like, you know, there's nothing I can be doing besides praying right now. So I start getting on my phone. I start texting certain people, saying, hey, if you don't mind, just pray. We're on the en route with Jay to ER. Didn't have a clue what was going on. You know, in my mind, working at a drugstore and somebody's lips are numb and their hands are going numb and you can't feel nothing, you think they can't see. You're thinking, all right, she's having an aneurysm. She's having a stroke, heart attack. You know, all the good thoughts start coming in your head. And I was like, hey, you big dummy, slow down. I got this. It's just like the peace was starting to come into play, but it took me an eternity, it seemed like, when my baby girl got in trouble. So I stand before you to say, how can we glorify our Father in heaven if we put limitations on God? I tried to take that situation into my own hands and fix it. I couldn't. But if I would have just slowed down and stepped back and allowed God to be who he is, I would have had peace so much earlier in that situation. Would that a situation fixed any quicker? I, maybe, maybe not. I don't know. But for the peace that I finally got in that moment was fantastic. The peace that I get when I have the privilege to baptize students fantastic does that mean we're always going to get it right no but we're going to try what what we have convinced ourselves is the stuff that we can't do and most of the time it's stuff that we really don't want to do like before we've come into church this morning we've already said yeah I'll get up and I'll go to church and I'll do what I'm supposed to do and God, I'll serve you, but God, don't ask me to do this. God, don't ask me to serve in this ministry because I'm just not going to do that. But God, I'll do anything else you want me to do. And I, this guy's just as guilty. I just told you about my own kid and my own life. But most of the time, we limit God in everything that we do. Maybe it was you this morning in the, in the music. Um, 
I walked in right about the time the prayer was happening and when the, the quartet was, the music faded and everybody was just singing. And the spirit, man, that would just hit you. Maybe it was you that was supposed to shout and you didn't. Or maybe it was you, you're just supposed to lift your hand. And I encourage you to do what God tells you to do. And I am the world's worst. Uh, like I told you, I love for people to be happy. I can't stand it when somebody's tore up. Even in my house. I, like when my girls are just, Arr! you know, I, I'm like, quit, stop. It just, it, it kills me. But in that moment, if we just slow down and glorify the Lord. So what are we doing as, as, as individuals? How are we limiting God? And only you can answer that for yourself. And please, don't sit there and start thinking, well, I know how you could fix it, and I know how they could fix it, because it's not between you. It's between them and the Lord. So whatever it is, I, I encourage you to do what Romans 1.16 says, and it says, For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God to salvation for everyone who believes, for the Jew first and also for the Greek. Are we ashamed? It's easy when it's smooth. But man, when it's rocky, it gets tough sometimes. But if we're not being persecuted for the cause of Christ, then shame on us. Because we're probably not doing what we're supposed to be doing. We're not supposed to, to conform to this world. We're not supposed to look like the world. We're supposed to be what God has called us to be. So many times, and I, and I struggle with it constantly. You know, I look at Pastor Ryan like, man, he can do this, and he can do this, and he can do that. I'm like, what can I do? I can break it. <laughs> and that's what I start thinking of, you know. But I can't, as good as he is, I can't be like him. I need to strive to be like Christ. And at times, that's hard for me because when you've got such a good example in front of you, like let's be honest, making the past two weather calls and then making a weather call this morning, it, it probably put some people in a, in a tailspin. But I praise the Lord, he, he cared enough about us to, to say, hey, let's, let's play it safe. And, le and let's continue, but let's just do it a little later. And those are tough calls. But we've got to stand for what we know, what we've been called to do. What I found out about people is that we're willing to say, Brad, I want to be changed, but I don't want to be challenged. And I don't know about you, but that's so true in my life. And if I had a Coke, I should have got a Coke this morning because, man, those things are incredible. <laughs> but... I've been dying to stop drinking Cokes because I keep getting blessed with kidney stones and they're telling me that it's dehydration and what does Coke do for your body? It dehydrates you and that's my favorite drink of all time. It's just like, I, I mean, just right now I'm starting to salivate. <laughs> you know? Just thinking about a Coke. But I need to get on these right here. And uh, that's so hard to do. But you know, we've all got something. But we all say, yeah, I want to change. But we don't want to accept that challenge to be changed. And whatever it is for you, because I've got a million of them for myself. But whatever it is for you, 
cling to the word. That's where your strength's going to come. Call on a friend that you know that'll truly pray and not just run around and hammer you, but the ones you know that you can truly count on. And you know, that's one thing that, and don't get me wrong, kids will bust you every chance they get. But we've got that youth website set up for all the teenagers, and, and there's times I'll just post, hey guys, if you don't mind, just slow down and say a prayer. And then all the time, just a, a, at least a couple of times a day, some students will get on there, hey, I'm going through this, if you don't mind, pray for me. And they might be in a storm, and they might send that, and let's be honest, in an hour, they might be cussing Jim Bob up down the street. But for that moment, they were attempting to get it right. And for that moment, we've got to cling to it because it's in there. We've just got to pray it comes out more often. And we've got to pray that we want to be Christ-like. Your ability to believe will never catch up to God's ability to perform. Well, I come on Sundays and Wednesdays, but I've got a list of stuff that, Brad, like we talked about, I just don't want to do. I know something I've always wanted to see is like an amazing student center that's already kind of got like a stage and we could set up and we could leave it. And then a gym for like the team kidders and, and, a, and a gym type setting for us where we could come and we could worship because the stage is already there. We just move the chairs and go on. In heart, since I've been here, I've longed to hit 100 students. I'm burdened about that number. I, I, I want to get there. And, it, and it's by no means is it, hey, we hit 100, look at us. That's, that's garbage. But if we can get 100 students hearing the gospel of Jesus Christ, then we're getting somewhere. We've been blessed this far. The highest that the Lord has blessed us with is 61. And that's because of the kids and because of the van ministry. Because of people that cook. Because that's always a plus. The teachers that show up to work. The church family that loves on them. The church family that prays for them. And it can happen. And just like I told you with my Cokes. There's so many times people will go to maybe a physical trainer or a gym like Sal over here, Mr. Buff. <laughs> I've went to, I know you can't tell, not Sal's fault, but my own fault. I've been a couple times with him. And we get in there and we start lifting this weight. Next thing you know, he keeps adding weight to it. I'm looking at it thinking, <laughs> you got the wrong guy. I can't move that. He's like, oh, you got it. And I'm thinking, yeah, I'm going to blow a gasket in my head too. <laughs> but he... he He's just blessed to be strong, and, and, he's, and he's put with me because the times I can go, a lot of times it's not till 10 or 10.30 at night when my family's finally, we're starting to settle down and, and get home and have dinner, and, and there he is. He's just faithfully waiting. But, you know, even when Sal said, hey, why don't you start going to the gym? I said, okay. We ain't going to do cardio, are we? <laughs> you know, I... So preconditions about the challenge that was placed in front of me, I didn't really want to do. So I don't know about you all, but I have preconditions and everything we want to do. I've talked to, I see uh, 
Corey Stokesbury sitting back there. And I went to him not long ago because he was getting all buff and working out. And I was like, hey, what's it take? He said, trust me, I know what to do, but I don't want to do it. So I love it because we, we know what to do. But so many times when it comes to the word in our walk, we just won't do it. But if we go back to our scripture and we attempt to constantly put it in, we're going to have a fighting chance to make it happen. Because we're starting to get ourselves out of the way. And God's starting to, to take control. One of my challenges as a student pastor is that the students have always, in 90 of the cases, a student has always, by the time they walk in the door, they've already set a limitation on how far, how far they're willing to go for the cause of Christ. Because let's be honest, in the schools, church isn't the most popular answer anymore. I mean, as a parent, we're going to get bombarded with everything under the sun. I mean, it, it's nothing new for a team to attempt to practice on Wednesday nights right in the middle of church. It's, well, that's the world. Well, according to the scripture, I don't have to conform to it. My kids might lose some playing time. In the end, does it really matter? These students walk in with limitations. A lot of times because we've let them get there. Not always. But a lot of times. So I thank you for being the leaders that you are. Church family, I thank you for allowing me to, to watch you and to grow. I thank you for being the hands and feet of Jesus. One of the greatest things I've seen since I've been here was a simple act of handing out food. And man, it goes off like hotcakes for loving on people. I think most of those people that show up are my family because we love food in my family. <laughs> but just attempting to love on people. Just being that ear sometimes to listen. Being willing to pray. But in 2019, for the cause of Christ, how far will you go? What has God called you to do that you don't really want to do? but you know that you should be doing. So for the cause of Christ, as they come forward, without a challenge, there can't be a change. So has God challenged your heart? And if he has, will you answer that call? Will you do what he's asked you to do? Trust me, it's not easy coming forward. I get that. My palms are soaked. But with Christ, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. With Christ, if he's told you to come forward and pray, you'll be okay. If he's told you to give your heart to the Lord, 
He's got you. He's just waiting on you to step out. Pastor. Pastor.